Welcome to Sable's Emporium, your one-stop shop for potions, furniture, and highly concentrated ethereal artifacts. What can I help you find today? Ah, yes, I am looking for highly concentrated ethereal artifacts. Do you have any? Y- y- yes, definitely. Uh, do you have anything in mind? Ah, well, I've just run out of my supply of Eyes of Nidhogg. Do you have any of those? No, nobody has any of those. Yeah, that's what the guy down the street said. Honestly, I'll take any dragon eyes. Well, I know what makes a dragon eye special, yes, and while I cannot offer you any eyes per se, I can offer you plenty of wonderful, more affordable options. Here, try this spleen of Racevelger. Holy cow, doesn't he need that to live? Spleens are vestigial in dragons. Huh. Well, I, I don't know if I'm getting the juice from this. You got anything stronger? Ooh, not juicy enough for you. Then try this on for size. Here, it's the nose of Bahamut. Wow. Oh, now this, this is pretty etheric. Yes, it would have to be to sustain the form of the great worm himself. Wait, wait a minute. The tag here says it was made in Kugane. Bahamut was also made in Kugane? I'm not so sure about... Hey, hey what are those? Oh, those? You can't handle those. Those are the sacred, all-powerful kidneys of good King Mogulmog the Twelfth. Wow. I I think those are the ones. How much? Hey, let me get a closer look at those. Don't touch the merchandise! Foolish mortal, thou hast let down thine guard. Hearken unto me, brave Mogul's guard. This body shall serve you no more! Oh, drat! Lost another one to possession! Hey, was just passing by. How much is that cut out of Merlweb in the window? That is not for sale! Birds, a storm of buzz, and we're going to tell you about how we saved the world. This week on Stormbuds, we delve deep into an evil library, we get guided to the research lab in the sky, and we successfully murder the Pope! You mean, got it, fourth time's a try. <laughs> I wish you hadn't said that. Welcome to Stormbuds, I'm your warrior of light, Jerome Barbatsis, and I'm joined by my duplicitous co-warrior of light, Alex Hambrock. Say hello, I guess. <laughs> hello, I guess. Oh, he did it. He did the thing. Well, uh, today's the episode... Uh, today's the episode we are going to cover, uh, the end chapter, kind of, this chapter and section of the 3.0 Final Fantasy fourteen Heaven's Word main story quests from A Great New Nation up to the eponymous quest, Heaven's Word. We do a whole bunch of really fun stuff, um, and if you were there for our live stream... Thank you so much for showing up. That was a fun time. That was great. It was I, nice. I think we should do that for the endings of different uh, expansions when we can. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. We will. We will. We will. But you know, we only get we only move so fast through this game. So uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, I do. We do anything else? Do we have any other housekeeping to do beforehand? Up front? I don't think so. I don't think so. I no, think we're we just want to get into it because mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about. Um, the first quest uh, after so where we left off, we had we had just kind of acquired the key to Ezisla, got it taken from us, um, and then we rescued Ishtola from the from Aetheric li- Purgatory. From the like live stream. Yeah. Um and she's guiding us to somebody who can help us with this with this ether nonsense. 
Uh, right, because we're trying to get into mm-hmm. Azizlog and we need to rupture the shield. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. So we're trying to rupture the shield, which took us to find Ashtola, which she's taking us to find her old teacher, Matoya. Yeah. And Matoya might have some research on how to do this. And she is stationed in the Dravanian hinterlands, uh, formerly known as Charlian, the kind of colony that they had, the Eorzean Charlian colony. So the Great News Nation takes us directly into the Dravanian hinterlands zone. We get a sh- cutscene showing off. Uh, the kind of city of, so it's really weird. They call it Charlian. I thought it was called like New Charlian, but it's just Charlian. I don't know. Was... It's, the, it's the it's the it's the wrecked kind of abandoned city of Charlian, the abandoned colony city. And the thing that happened to it was the calamity, right? Like in general, no. Oh, this, oh no, this happened. They abandoned it as soon as the uh, Garlians started kind of right. Okay. Uh, aggressing and they have a extremely new like a a, 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 they are very a a very neutral nation um they are swiss to a fault at this point so they were like nope passing out like the forum made the decision to just um evacuate the colony entirely 15 years ago so this was pre-calamity uh the only person who stayed behind uh as we are told is is you stole his old teacher so that raises an interesting question we don't have to get into now, but does that mean that at some point there was a Charlian refugee crisis? And if no, there wasn't, then... because this is a colony. This is not I, I like guess a... It's, okay, I guess... No, like, not really. Alphano and Yostola are both from there. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't matter. Okay. I, I want to dig they into the history of some other time. And then they but... studied... Then they were... Then, like, then when they had to leave, they went to Charlian proper. Yes. Okay. Uh, until they got their posts here as the science of the seventh dawn. After they, because because they followed uh, the arch, we can get into it now. I don't care. They followed the archmage, archmage, Ar- archon, archon Louis Swa into to Aorzia because he also disagreed with the forum on their neutrality bullshit, and so did they. So he found disciples of him, who disciples okay. to come with to to help actually deal with this conflict. Got it. Okay. So so there's. This was a colony of some other place called Charlian. Yeah. Okay. That was not super clear to me. It's kind of it, not. It's told weird. That makes it all more sense. I, anyway, it's a cool giant old city of ruins, yeah. which is interesting because like this game has a lot of ruins in it mm-hmm. and some ruins are like 5,000 years old and some ruins are like 300 years old and some ruins are like 15 years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. These ones are uh These new, are 15 apparently. years old. These are pretty, ru- I mean, they're still fucking ruined. Like, hello, that would happen to any city after being abandoned for 15 years so um the quest kind of we get our narration from edmond and we we need to find a crossing because the zone is split up very deeply um into two halves by the thaliac river so we're like kind of walking through uh one of the quarters and we find out that the the crossing and the the collector's quarter is actually collapsed, so we have to go around, and we arrive in this big area up north, right? There's this kind of, like, crossing up north that's on this sort of, like, really skinny, it's kind of like Ishkard, honestly, kind of this really skinny stone that we're just going to, we're just going to believe is going to stay up forever. Um, and Yustola gives us a quick lesson in the history of New Charlian. That was basically what I already said. Um, but alas, it's kind of old and totally abandoned and nobody's here. And oh, here's some goblins. Turns out the goblins live here now. Turns out they were like, huh, well, the humans just left this ruined but otherwise pretty intact, like usable city uh, here. And we're going to move in because we could use a settlement and uh, hopefully they don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. The Also, what kind of attracted them because they are goblins and goblins are tinkerers. There's all this technology, all this Charlene technology yes, and treasure hunters stuff by as well. Artifacts. So 
those two they butted heads for a bit they explained so what was her oh my god what's her name is it um um we, i know his name is her the, the yes. goblin's name is slow fix but the the, the lady's name the, the rogadin's name who I, I cannot remember it's i keep thinking it's yellow moon but that's not it yellow moon is in ulda i don't have it either but point is like now there are human treasure hunters and goblin scavengers or like goblin tinkerers who share sort of the ruins of the city and it's like a proper settlement mm-hmm. it's got like it's got shops it's got an ether network. The ether network has two nodes, but it has it. <laughs> and it has two of the best NPCs in the entire game. It has cheap chicks and whole picks. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> If you if you get your um if you get your companion app registered, you get the self you get the you get the I think you get the selfie emote, or you get an el- emote like it, or you could we play on your phone, you can you could emote at whole picks that you take out your phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay i need to track this down i <laughs> so is that what you were doing when i showed up that one time i actually yes <laughs> okay i will need to go track down oh. whole picks later <laughs> yeah. be sure to get a selfie with whole picks anyway as is standard in this sort of situation the goblins are like okay we'll help you get across the river if you help us first yeah, so, so there's a bit of an anachronism here um it'll share is uh, to heaven's word, as Revenant's toll was to a realm reborn. Oh. So the Idlesheer you saw is a fully developed Idlesheer, which is not the case in, in the patch 3.0. Uh, so the next quest, Golems Be Gone, kind of feels really fucking weird because you're just like have this beautiful settlement. Yeah. And then suddenly okay. there's like, there are these like abandoned Golems that you have to, that were left over from the, the old colonial, the, the old Charlian colonists um they're like well we want to live here but there's all these traps and stuff but thankfully um yushola being of the old colony knew how to disable the golems so we just had to go and talk to them and say knots and crosses at which point she said she had the passphrase to disable the golems which i thought like oh does that turn them off does it make them obedient no it makes them crumble into dust yep it is that horrifying. Was, <laughs> yep. What was more horrifying was the fact that I had to use the say channel in public <laughs> and have oh, other sure. people <laughs> be See like, the- oh, God, I'm doing the MSQ. Sorry. <laughs> Knots and crosses. <laughs> Embarrassing. Like you're saying it didn't heighten that. your immersion. You didn't get more into the game. No, I was like, I'm going to disturb all these other people's chat logs by saying knots and crosses. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you hang out there. You're used to it. I actually forgot. I've I don't hang out. I don't hang out that much in Idleshare anymore. There's so much like kind of old. There's so much vestigial stuff like that where the game keeps throwing stuff like that at you, and you're like, "This is, this is almost a gameplay system. It doesn't really occur often enough or meaningfully enough to mm. actually be something interesting." But they keep having ideas like this. What if you use the chat box for? A, yeah. For a well, we do that, and then we we we. They're like, "Sweet, thank you." Hey, while you were gone, uh, the Illuminati, the Illuminati kept not my friend. Which, until they explained to the Illuminati, where I was very confused. I was like, "Who the <laughs> fuck are they talking what? about?" I'm sorry, what? The Illuminati are just a different faction of goblins. Yeah. But for the two minutes it takes them to explain that, I was. <laughs> I wish I, I wish what? I had gotten that reaction. I wasn't. We weren't playing it together, but I knew I knew that was going to give you some pause. No, so the Illuminati are some other goblins. So and... we go back to the Maker's Quarter, um, which was kind of along the way we came. And there's a solo duty, and we run into our old friend Brayflox Allstop. Yeah, Brayflox is here. He rules. The Illuminati, uh, she, the, the Illuminati are pissed at Brayflox because she stole their cheesecake recipe. 
if you remember that was what oh, yes, that dungeon was on. about. <laughs> so they oh, bought- I didn't connect those dots. That comes full circle. That's really it comes good. full circle. They're like, hey, you don't you don't deserve to be here, you cheese thief. So they bob us to hell. <laughs> With a giant goblin shaped tank. Yeah. <laughs> this love, duty's actually love, fairly long. This I duty lo- has like six waves of enemies. I love the Illuminati a lot. <laughs> Do they, we get more of them later? Uh maybe. Okay. So um we we blow up their bomb. We knock their bombs out of the way. But we blow up the tanks and kill all the ads, and we rescue Brayflocks. And we then we, that was part of the quest in Illuminati incident. I didn't make that explicit, but the next quest is leaving Idleshire. So because like that's enough. They're like cool. Um, I we're not sure the to Mughals. Say, we're yeah. not going to make you do like eight things. No, yeah, we're um, definitely have a note here. Slowfix says be sure to take a picture with whole pics on your way out. Uh, so I did that. Um, definitely, that's in the game. Slowfix then thanks us by way of blowing the fuck up of the rubble blocking the other exit. And there's a there's an amusing cutscene where where like the Warrior of Light's just like not really piecing together what's going on. Yeah, it's until like everyone else is like getting away. away from the bridge as fast as possible, and it takes us a few seconds too long to be like, oh, th- those we're just are bombs. Looking somewhere else. Like we're, we like have our back turned. Very funny. Well, we get out in time. I think. I don't know. Anyway, so now we can go find Matoya on the other side of the river. Matoya's cave is the next quest. Uh, we go off to it. Yustola is familiar with the way she just kind of describes it. Um, we kind of traverse through the zone. There's all these dangerous things in the way. There's a bunch of side quests to do if you wanted to do that. You know, if you're actually doing this at level, you would probably do some side quests. But the um, don't know why I bothered bringing that up. We reached the southern tip kind of of the map in the, this cave. And um, we meet up with the rest of the scions, and like Yushela says, Yushela kind of tells us like how, that she's like hiding in your cave, but yeah, you'll find it next. You'll find it. Um, you'll find that wall at the end of the nice garden path next to the next to the super superbly trimmed bushes and the yes, everything else. And it's like, you know, if you're gonna hide where you're living, Matoya, you did a pretty bad job. <laughs> I'm honestly not sure how much foot traffic even comes through here. Like, true. I don't know if she needs the cave wall. <laughs> yeah, but um. Anyway, the path is... leads to the brick wall, and uh, we uh, dispel the glamour, and then her sentinels um, attack us. We fight them off. Fight them off. We're like, uh-oh. The wall slides aside. Um, the w- worst trick-or-treating neighborhood ever. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you knock on the door, and a couple of magic frogs <laughs> cost you. And if you get past them, she only gives out uh, like kid size bars. She is the licorice, the black licorice giver Ugh, of yeah. the block. And it's only black licorice. I got I got a map of the world, a laminated map of the world for trick treating one year. That feels like a Matoya move. Oh my God. <laughs> it absolutely does. My <laughs> When we ran out of candy one year, my brother gave out cans of creamed corn. <laughs> Look, at least that's nutritious. No, it's not. This creamed corn is so bad. You're right. Um, <laughs> at least the I got, kids could I turn... I got made fun of relentlessly <laughs> next week. At least the kids could turn the cans into those stilts you make with the string. They weren't going to do shit with the cans. They had to carry those cans all the, all the rest of the way trick-or-treating. That was awful. Just turn the lights off. Jesus. Anyway, Mat- Matoya is inside the cave. Matoya is, it turns out, and part of why we're saying all this is Matoya is a very classic witch. She is an old lady with a big black pointy hat and like mm-hmm. a staff and other stuff. Uh, she is a legend, a star, an icon, a genius, and an absolutely horrid old crone, and we love her. 
Although there is something about her model where you mm-hmm. can kind of tell they took like a model that started as like a young face and just added a bunch of wrinkles to it. Mm-hmm. It's I noticed this sometimes in like some of like the models used for elderly people in the game. You can tell that most of the models in the game are like twenty somethings, thirty somethings, mm-hmm. and sometimes they got to go out of their way to make like. And this one's gonna be an old person. She is hunched over pretty hard though. She is hunched over pretty far, and she does rule. And she rules. Um, she. She's very, she's very curt, but she is right most of the time. So she, she kind of is, um, they, she banters with Yustoa, but she then genuinely expresses her glad to see her, uh, alive and well. They're clearly fond of each other. Then he, then she, um, mistakes Alfino for his, his sister. sister. <laughs> it's like, oh, this must be Louis Soa's, da- a damnable Louis Soa's granddaughter. Like, for, no. <laughs> I am a boy. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you. You're looking, you're looking nice. He's like, stop flirt. You're not here to flirt, you stupid prick. Just what, what do you do want? You want to? <laughs> um, friendly rival. She, they do go off. Give a bit of history that Matoya and the Archon Louisois were kind of at each other's throats, thro- throats, but more of a friendly rivalry. Yes. Um, and she was also like, as this law is bad news, there was a research facility for mastering primals and dragons. There were fearsome experiments, and whatever's going to get dug up there is, um, is it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, somebody's already there, so we need to stop them. <laughs> and she's like, well, guess that's good enough for me. <laughs> so I was just like, I, I, uh, that sucks. I guess I'll help. So um she and one of the this kind of gives us an insight into her why she's even stayed behind to begin with so she has this um in case she didn't go back to the charlotte she's like fuck the forum um she spent basically her life researching this thing called what was it the etheric, etheric converter. converter converger which is um, like an etheric laser focuser and the forum thought it was too much like a weapon and so they denied her basically they were like so they developed an Etheric Converger while the Garlean Empire was invading, and the Forum denied her because they didn't want any part in the war, and they didn't want this knowledge to be something the Garleans could seek okay. or like. That's a missing um, piece that that clicks into place. Kind of, yeah, pacifist. it's kind of missing, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, she. They're like, it's too dangerous to have this, so, uh, she spitefully sealed away her research, <laughs> and ciphered it and sealed it into, the forbidden section of the Great Google Library. Unfortunately, that no means one we have gets to go my get weapon. It. Yeah. And yes, Matoya is a bit of a hypocrite for doing so. Shala points out that isn't knowledge for everyone. Isn't that something you said? It was like, well, yeah, yeah, but fuck those guys. <laughs> to the library. Oh, so um, forbidden knowledge of the quest. We follow a, one of her magic brooms. Which, <laughs> it's so good. I I saw the magic brooms. They're like, they're little brooms. They sweep back and forth, like Mickey Mouse brooms, style. Yeah. yeah, and like. I was like, oh, okay, we're just going to follow it along. And then and then it spoke. And I was like, oh, these aren't just, like, animated objects. They uh, also are conscious. They're conscious. They're funny. <laughs> they're funny. <laughs> they're really great. Although, okay, I'm going to interject here. I did do one of the side quests in this area for, like, one oh of the God. little frogmen. Because I think okay. it was, like, an ether current quest. Oh, yeah. And it's he asked me to go out and, like, check on some herbs or some shit. It doesn't matter. I get back to him. And he, just, he does share that, like, all of the... Frogs and brooms and shit, I think, live in constant mm. fear of Matoya, like Letting yanking go, their consciousness yeah, back, back away, like Flowers for Algernon style. Yeah, it's really terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fucked up. Actually, yeah, if you if you complete that quest line, they do resolve that sort of thing. 
Um, okay, I might go back and do that. I might go back and do that because <laughs> that's a really good quest line. Yeah, like all those ether current quests like are the start of a quest line, and you can choose to complete it for extra story. Those are pretty good. Forbidden knowledge, great Google library dungeon. What did you think of this dungeon? Um, this dungeon rules. It's a mm-hmm. giant evil library. I sick. I like all those things. The first bosses I remember being very hard for me when I was new. I, the demon wall. I don't know if it was hard, although it definitely, like, you know, it threw me a few times. It, it's just, it's a giant book the size of a movie screen, basically. Yeah, and you just can't and go you just, past it. it and just, you have to, like, keeps... dodge left and right. I was also playing Black Mage at the time, um, and that long cast times with that boss were really challenging when you're new. And you're just like, oh, shit, I'm stuck. It also, like, it spins around a bunch, and because it, it occupies the whole away, arena, yeah. I wasn't sure, like, what I was supposed to oh, do Oh, yeah, about you, that? Can, you, like, have to slide through it, weirdly. Okay. Know. Like, I don't know, whatever. Like, it was a very cool boss. Oh, that... like, you do? yeah you like so it spins around and then it like closes itself right and when the ice is yes when the ice is on the ground so you like slide past it while it's closed and then when it opens it goes a big laser and kills you yeah and okay it spins around again i got the laser dodgy bit it was oh, just okay. like because it's spinning occupied the entire arena it was like sweeping us from side to side in a way oh yeah no that's fine yeah, okay whatever anyway cool boss fight cool dungeon we fight our way down to the bottom of it and we end up fighting against the Biblos, right? No, is it Biblos? Yes, it's the giant. It's, it's, well, it's just a giant book. It's a I think giant. Biblos is the the the, the behemoth. Sorry, is it a giant book or is it a giant? It's a giant, like, it's like a giant stone vault containing it's a, a giant. Book. B- b- uh, it has a. It's a book face with it, arms and legs. That's what I always see it a, as. I don't know. Giant stone robot holding with whatever. A book it's guarding it. the. It's guarding mm-hmm. the forbidden section, and we get we kill it. You got to run into the things to stop it from summoning. Yes. Ads. Um, I, I think we did wipe on this fight once. And, and, oh yeah, yeah, that can happen. And then someone afterwards was like, does everyone know this fight? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> you never really know which fights are hard and which ones aren't. Uh, anyway, okay, we get the book back. We also uh, got our fifth crystal back. Yes, I was just getting there. Getting there to the point where, you know, it's coming. <laughs> we have a heart attack. <sighs> we got our, is this the, no, it's not the light. This is the water heart attack. Yes. The water one, right. Because we're kind of in that, so whatever. They're, they're kind of reaching at this point. <laughs> they're like, well, we have two elements left. We'll Got to do them at some in. point. Um, so I don't know why that book gave us our water heart a water heart attack, but it did. Um, and cool. Then we take the, the, the book back to Matoya, and she um, deciphers it with magic. She's like, cool. You can read it's it like, now Sid can use it. Yeah. Um, and as we turn away, she calls to her daughter, you know, uh stola and notices that her eyes are lifeless so okay so i figured out why i didn't clock this mm. i didn't so you asked me what was different about are you Ishtola. colorblind no okay i was just wondering like like that would be a perfect excuse no i didn't clock this because it's been a while since i've seen her in game mm-hmm. but i constantly like i see her come up in like social media and like social oh, art she's and stuff, always got and she's always got the oh. white people so in my head i didn't notice i didn't notice it being different when that's she first fair back up. that's fair I didn't think of that. Well, I mean, it was just kind of a teaser anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, point being, yeah. So she does mention that um, Yashola, his, her eyes are all silvery now. Mm-hmm. And um, they're called the Forbidden Spells for a reason. <laughs> and I'm like, boy, I don't like this gun getting hung on the wall. But uh, <laughs> apparently Yashola can really see the ether now. She, well, she can only see. Oh, only see ether. ether. That's right. And she has to expend some of her own to be able to see. Oh, okay. Yes, so she is on a clock. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. really going to come back later. Uh, yeah, it might. I mean, that's there. That's always kind of that's just part of her character now. 
yes. Okay, living a borrowed time. Oh, also, this is where <laughs> we realize that um, without like white orosite and a big source source of aura, it's going to be hard to mm. um to get the aura we need. And that's when we're like, oh, we can use the eye. We, we can have the ask Alphanos Justinian. Just like, well, that was yeah. What well, duh? We just have we have an eye. Definite hawk. Duh. <laughs> that thing has been gathering ether for. Quite some time, mm-hmm. a couple thousand years. We so get, we get back, and Sid is like, he, Sid is pretty confident he can knock something together, which yeah. is reassuring. There's these couple of quests I kind of want to pass over quickly because, mm-hmm. like, apart from Lucia doing some prayer or whatever, who cares? We say goodbye to some people, but like, we just like we come up with the plan, and then we tell individuals what the plan is one at a time, and just over the course of these new quests. And the plan is to use the eye, siphon the eye into the etheric converger. That's the plan. We outfit the etheric converger onto the 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 airship, and then we repeat that to to Emmerich, and we repeat that to everyone, whatever, and, and Estinian, and they're like, okay, cool. We we, we do go f- um say goodbye to yeah, we say goodbye to Hilda and yeah, Edmond. Hilda and Hilda's like, I don't really know you, but good luck. Yeah, Edmond. The one thing that I do, I guess, really, I guess the, the good thing about these quests was that Edmond does give us Horshafon's shield as a gesture. Yes. To kind of keep up, like he would, he would have been fighting with you, and I was like, oh, there's a tear. That's really sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we get Horshafon's pierced shield. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's real. So, yes, the upcoming quest is when we started our stream. It was the first flight of the Excelsior. And Urianje shows up kind of, wait, the one on the site. Take it. We're like, okay, jeez. Okay, we now have one, count one, a white uh-huh. site. We have one. Well, that's the only one that exists. Um, in case we're, just in case we run into any of those Asians we keep talking about. I mean, what are the odds of that, though? Odds of that happening are seven to twenty-six. Um, we then take flight on the newly christened Ex- Excel Excal what Excelsior? Enterprise Enterprise Excelsior Excalibur Extraterrestrial Exxon Valdez Enterprise Excelsior. I think I, I think it's the Exxon Valdez. It's the Exxon Valdez. Okay. So we <laughs> take flight on the Exxon Valdez, and we. <laughs> I don't have it in me to fight you on this. <laughs> the, the name is stupid. We get we head back for Azizla. We head to Azizla. It's outfitted with a big horn on it. And we ram it into something, just like the Exxon Valdez. We, yes, we, we ram it into the giant barrier and we pierce through it successfully. Oh, yeah, Estinian trainals the eye. We pierce mm-hmm. through it. Barrier shatters. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, who was waiting for us to shatter the barrier so they could sneak in behind us? The... Garlean. Pirates? Oh, I'm always wrong. Yeah. <laughs> About this one specific thing? Yes. <laughs> it is almost, in fact, it's I, almost never pirates. I, oh, God damn it. So uh, the Garleans anyway, yeah, I guess sneak in the behind Garleans. us. They kind of sneak in under the clouds. Their giant ship sneaks in and we didn't think to look for it, I guess. I don't know. It's clouds. There's a bunch. It's, it's pretty dense. We didn't think three dimensionally. Yeah. Um. So they're like, "Thanks for letting us in, boyo." But who shows up on on Silver Dragonback? It's Yisail. But the Lady Iceheart herself. Um. She does some kind of she 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 says she says some penitent penitent thoughts to herself. She's, which is very funny and like 
the second time watching her like the, the the writing is very good but you're looking at her on the back of race felger and she's being flown around oh, <laughs> like, yes race felger's model is like a big s curving s in the air and she is like going up and down the curves of the s and she is just like everyone needs to forgive me perfectly <laughs> for all the blood i have wrought could you maybe please <laughs> and then she jumps off she does ju- do a, a nice uh, a, a nice dive. Um, Biggs, Wedge, and Sid all hold up tens from the airship. <laughs> Very impressive. Very impressive. Because it's time to go time. Shiva one last time. She actually has two drakes uh, accompanying her, and they sacrifice their lives so that they could be the ether to oh, summon that's Shiva. That's what happens there. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. It's a good touch. It's uh, it's a little grim, but it's like also like Jesus, <laughs> like cool. Hey, it's Editing Jerome. Sorry for fucking fidgeting with bottle caps during this part. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. It wasn't. Enjoy. Not to drag this out too long, but she does a lot of very cool ice clutch ice dancing, dodging bullets. Freezing things in midair. Freezing things in midair. Um, and she uses the rest of her own life force, basically, to summon a giant ice torpedo that effectively takes down the agrius right but and then it uh, but blows crashes up. it into it crashes it into yeah as it's lost so yeah they do land in as it's lost they do land but they, they don't mm-hmm. get to where they're going right away and she buys a, she buys a, she bought us some valuable time so the the ship kind of crashes um and she then loses the form of his like shiva and she kind of with her last breath thanks us for showing us the way dissipates into ether and um, on the ship, somebody who's never met Izel is Ystola. She's like, this ether, oh, who's, the, this is a, she was a warrior of light. Like, she yes. was a. She was blessed she was by Hydaelyn. She was blessed by Hydaelyn. Like, I can, it's similar to yours. What I'll say on this, cool. what I'll say on this is, and I want to keep moving because we do have a lot of stuff to cover mm-hmm. still. I will say, I, I wouldn't put it past this game to bring her back, and I kind of hope they do. Her death here, it's functional. I think it's fine. I think it does work okay as an end to her arc i'm disappointed because i would have liked to see more of that character mm-hmm. i think over the course of heaven's word we got a really good kind of chapter one for her and i would have liked to have seen what they could have done with a chapter two of who does she try to become now that she realizes that she has to put them that she realizes i don't that know she... if i did want to see that okay. because i don't know i mean she i think it fits her character um her she was always kind of willing to give up her life for the fight. Sure. She was always kind of a radical. She's not. Um, yeah, basically she just, I think this would have been the, this makes sense for her. Like it just, it's the way she wanted. I believe that it's the way she wanted things to end for herself. No matter what she wanted to give her life um to ensure that there would be peace between man and dragon kind and this was the way she saw to make that happen yeah okay i mean i i also don't think there's a world i don't think there's a place for her in this world given kind of what she's done uh we'll see that would be the bit i'd find interesting was her trying to figure out how to fi- make a place well, in a world that doesn't have yeah, a place for her but i i, 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 I think, think you are right i i would have liked to see that i it's not what the game's gonna what, do yeah maybe it's not maybe it is I've, i it tends to be that when people dissipate into ether that they don't get brought back that's okay. I am not counting Tends her. Tends to be. Not 100. I mean, they brought, I, I don't know. Well, we didn't really see what happened to Shella, and it's like, whatever. 
I'm not counting different. on seeing her yeah, again. It's like going into the live stream is not necessarily the same as spending your life force like that. Right. But well, whatever. Um, anyway, we get to Ezra's lock. We do. And we start with the quest systematic exploration. We just, we arrive in this big circular glowy landing dock and we're looking around at all these geometric shape looking things lying around. We're trying to find a terminal of some sorts or a computer or something we can access yes. to see what's going on. Exactly. We're just like, look, this, it's a techno city. They got computers. Yeah, and Wedge, into it. Wedge happens to find a sphere stuck in the ground that is actually active, weirdly. It's a guidance node. Cute. It's cute. Yeah, it's a little like hovering drone that's mm-hmm. meant to help us out. Absolutely. The next quest is in node we trust. We're a little suspicious of it because it's elegant and we're like... Mm-hmm all creepy but we have no better leads so we may as well ask it to give us the tour uh gives us a couple options of what we may want to see do we want to see the fractal continuum do we want to see the erf or do we want to see nothing (laughs) thank you very much i will say the elegance appeared to have a fairly sophisticated consumer legal system because the drone does want to make sure that we agree to terms and conditions before we proceed yeah it does it does it's very thoughtful very well thought out um personally i chose no thank you because but it's, it's going to take us to the ethereal ethereal chemical research facility henceforth known as arf arf i will no longer be saying the full name of the dungeon because it's a pain in the ass um yes so we signed the terms and conditions and we uh do we we approach the transporter or the device that will take us to out of the alpha quadrant which is like the landing dock which is the beta quadrant it's an interesting okay the fact that the Allegans use these giant technological ring structures to teleport mm-hmm. around, like, we just have the Ethernet. Yeah. And, like, major cities rely on the Ethernet in the form of tiny crystals to, like, transport people around. Did the Allegans not, like, I know I'm thinking about this more than even maybe the game is. I know mm-hmm. I'm going down a rabbit no. hole here. But, like, the Allegans presumably did not have access to the same sort of... No, they did, but you don't necessarily have to... I think the advantage of this, you know, if you're thinking practically, is that you didn't. we didn't have to attune to the other one. That's true. Okay. That's so a fair point. they just could send you anywhere. You don't have to like, yeah. So yeah, it it it's, it just does the thing of dis, dis pursing all your shit and remaking it reappear somewhere else. And I guess, I don't know, whatever. Um, so we, it, it uh, ends the quest. It remarks that it is a nothing short of a miracle that it worked after five millennia. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very reassuring after we've been through it. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Neat. Okay. <laughs> like, it's like the, the machine just expresses a little bit of like, oh, well, a little bit of disbelief. Glad you're still here. Okay, cool. Anyway, um, the next is chimerical maintenance. It says, please do not approach the chimeras here. They are often friendly, but maybe m- millennia of neglect may have made them a tad upset. <laughs> so They are upset. We, we kind of navigate our way through the beta quadrant. Uh, nothing, it's just a cool view. You get to the... the, the the, the ground eye view of the the research facility very pointy very red i don't have a lot to say about this area like it's no, cool it's looking but but you just get to the end and then this, the chimera then the node says just kidding the chimera are messing with the energy supply please go kill them <laughs> so we go <laughs> they're very upset after that yeah and they're they're more than a tad upset we eliminate them and we supply the next transporter with energy and we are brought to the gamma quadrant bringing us to the quest close encounters of the sixth kind Fine. What? Oh, just that quest name. Whatever. Anyway, keep going. (laughs) 
this quadrant is all cool except for all those Garlean soldiers in it. From oh, the, yeah. The ship that crashed. So here's where they crashed. Yeah. Along with uh, our good pal that we met in the Sea of Clouds, Regulus Van Hydra. Um, we this sneak asshole. past the, yeah, we sneak past those guys on foot. Um, and a uh, cool duty battle appears wherein we all fight him kind of with the scions. Um, but as soon as he dies, he pieces out to head for the main ship in a shuttle and he sends his enforcements after us. Uh, Estinian gives us the eye while he and the scions fight to keep off the Garlean reinforcements while they stay on the Gamma Quadrant. Um, and we teleport ourselves with the guidance node into the Delta Quadrant where the Algans have kept the Maricidian dragons uh, as captive live specimens for experimentation over the past few millennia. The guidance node alerts us that the dragons may also be a tad upset. So this also, I was kind of wondering if we were ever going to do this, and I'm glad to see we did do it here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Looping back around like the Allegan conflict with the old dragons and Bahamut and all that stuff with sort of the new stuff that we've been doing in Heaven's Word with the dragons in Ishgard and everything. Right. Like those had kind of been parallel bits of dragon history and having them converge here was something I was glad to see. Mm -hmm. Um, This, and it very much converges in the Fetters of Lament quest. Well, gosh, doodle. The guide says, the last conduit has been destroyed. Doesn't that suck? Well, you're on your own. <laughs> it abandons us. But we messed up. We're kind of we're screwed here. But while we're here, Midgard Zormer kind of uh, operates and says, hey, I am pretty sure my one of my daughters is here. We should we should go hang out with her. See, you crashed at her place, you know, for a bit. Well, if you're, yeah, you know, she's part of couch. course of action is. Uh, so we drive through this really beautiful kind of garden, crystalline kind of zone and we approach a big bound dragon um in some coils similar to bahamut some binding coils the binding coils of tiamat she tells us of uh, uh she kind of says well yeah you know, well, listen she tell we we ask her i guess we we approach her and she's like who the hell are you and then midgard summer shows up he's like uh, hi hi daughter and she's like holy shit dad is that you in that oh little my, tiny what the hell? Like, yeah, sprite? Yeah, I'm, I'm, no. Listen. She tells us a lot of interesting stuff, though. Like, I mean, she re- again talks about, you know, the war between al- Allegans and dragons 5,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And she tells us, like, she tells us the Asians were around even then. Which, did we know yes. they were that old? Um, Probably. Okay. Anyway, just like, that's, but anyway, but they offered her a deal. So, mm-hmm. she actually, um... The Asians offered her the deal. They basically said, hey, we can bring Bahamut back. And that's yeah. how the primal form of Bahamut was first sort of summoned, was the yeah, Asians was actually, gave her the power yeah, to do that. Her and the the entire uh, entirety of the Mericidian continent. Sure. Okay, yes. <laughs> but she was the kind of... She probably gave the most because she has dragon eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Big dragon eyes. Well... And so, and again, she alludes to this fact that what was brought back was not actually Bahamut, mm-hmm. right? It was a primal in the image of Bahamut, in the memory of Bahamut, but it's like, it's a mockery of him, a conjuration. Yeah. It's not, what's dead is dead. Primals she's, are just sort of evocations. They're specters of the mind, she yeah, calls she's, them. Yeah, she is upset with herself for having desecrated the memory of her blood brother, primarily. And I guess maybe the multiple calamities she had an indirect hand in, but mostly just the memory thing. And she says, like, you know, hey, um, I've been in these binding chains for 5,000 years, and I'm cool just hanging out here until the world ends. And I was like, you say that for the first 5,000 years. We'll see how you're doing in, like, the year 1 million and 6. Yeah. <laughs> I had enough. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, we then have, uh, at that moment, our final heart attack. It's here. <laughs> all, we get all six crystals back. Oh. 
and then our we get our fire crystal back because we talked to a dragon. I don't know why not. Um, I guess Bahamut kind of was yes, dragon's fire. Why not? We come out of it. Um, clear as day. Uh, basically Midgard Stormer is face to face with us saying, "Hey, I guess you are worthy enough to to hold your blessing of might and I was our blessing of Heidel." And I was like, maybe you should let Heidel do that judging you dumb. So I, mm. we're going to get into it. I rewatched a bunch of the cutscenes we're coming up on now, just for context. Mm. I do want to go back and also at some point rewatch the first yeah, one the first where time he, see, cause like, he meets us. Because the impression I'm getting here is that what he did was he basically made a bargain with Heidelin yeah. to be like, look, I'm going to seal the Warrior of Light's power away. And if he can prove himself to my like esteem, mm. then I will accept him as sort of like your champion of light or something like that. He did mention a covenant with her. So, yeah, I guess she had a part in this as well. Um, I wonder, yeah, wonder why he's doing it, not Heidelin herself. Huh. Oh, oh also one other, sorry, mm-hmm. one other called shot from the Tiamat conversation. Oh, yeah. That I, at this point, based on how this game has gone, I could see this either being, I don't know, uh, a thing happening over the next three expansions or a thing that never comes up again. Uh-huh. Uh, she mentions that similar to Bahamut, there are lots of, other sort of like buried old Allegan primals that must not be awoken under the earth. Well, yeah, that's a pretty, I'm going to be direct with you. That's a very, very, that, that called shot is right in front of your face. <laughs> Literally, Matoya just told us what Azizla was for. Sure. Okay. It's still floating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm wondering is the game gonna replace us going around and like no, no, hitting no. It's, Titan it's or gonna, we're gonna do this soon. Okay, got it. Like, okay. We're gonna do this very soon. Okay. <laughs> so that one is gonna pay off pretty quick. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yes. Uh, that's like the whole conceit of what, what the Pope is actually doing. We mentioned he mentioned uh the warring triad, right? Right. Um and this, I'm going to talk about this now because the next quest is Heavensward. The Pope's plan is to not only use the eyes of Nidhogg, the Asian souls, but also all the ether from the primals trapped on as his law to become fucking mega fucko oh, Dordan. I thought she was talking about there being lots of other primals like scattered across Eorzea and the entire oh. planet buried underground. Um, I, I, th- I feel like she... I, I I got the idea that it was she was talking about the unsealed ones in Azizla. Okay, but maybe I, she there maybe she also alluded to that. Maybe okay. I'm mistaken. Oh, anyway, okay, yes, but like we are gonna get, yes, Thordan's plan is ultimately to take all there the primal will be more energy. primals. <laughs> yes. Once we're done with that conversation, we we have our worth proven to us. We get a fancy new mount. We do. Yes, we get uh, to ride Midgard's armor everywhere we so please. It's pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. like he just like he turns from small get, dragon to medium sized dragon, not full big yeah, dragon, no, but no. he's like he's like rideable dragon yeah, size. And, he's like um, get on, son. Also, it just unlocks flying for free for you. Oh yes, in the zone, which is necessary to get to the center platform where we wherein we grab the final quest, Heavensward. We head up to the main deck and into the Arf. The Arf. The Arf is a sweet ass dungeon. Yeah, this this dungeon. It's cool. There's no there's no loot from it. I think there's only tombstones, I guess, or whatever. And it's not it's it's more complicated than most dungeons at this point, but it's not too convoluted. Yeah, it's a bit. It's just a bit longer than other dungeons too. Like you don't have those big, like the, the rhythm is off because like you're kind of fighting one pack at a time a lot of the times, and then there's more than like the four packs between bosses. So it's just kind of like it's a much longer 
end dungeon and then there's those big aoe packs whatever the bosses in the dungeon include regular van hydras of course we met up with him we settled our score here there's a big fucking shape-shifting tree-ass snake-ass creation thing that's gonna test it's like testing us oh yes yeah that it's like thing. it's like like anything that beats me is fit for mass production and we beat it and he's like oh yeah we should make a ton of those guys <laughs> <laughs> Um, since this was basically a weapons, you know, facility. Um, and the final boss is, uh, the, com- the combined forces of Ikiyarm and Lahabrea, the two Asians at yes. once. The Asians confront two us. at once. There's a whole lot of dodging in this fight. Yeah. They want to stop us because they want to continue. Um, they want to continue they to want- incur ceaseless conflict. They want Thornton to do, to, to keep doing what he's doing. They want Thornton to like succeed basically because yes, it is only from conflict that lord zodiac will be reborn mm-hmm. uh, okay i'm asking this a lot this episode is this the first time we hear the name zodiac no we heard zodiac earlier yes okay mm-hmm. it stuck with me this time zodiac is a dumb name <laughs> you bring back my god zodiac okay anyway they think the world will be made whole again and all will be as it is so we fight mm. them there's a lot of dodging so that's like a bit better than just chaos for chaos sake i yes. would say it's like okay well there's something there <laughs> i do want to know hey, what, what do you what do you mean by that <laughs> yes i do want to know what the state of the world like what was this like this this pre-fall state of the world mm. they went to recapture and who is what does the Zodiac dude want? What is this Zodiac? Zodiac. <laughs> it is the nerdiest name. <laughs> it is. Um, so we fight the yeah, they tell us all about that. We fight beat the crap out of them. Um they fuse. This they do fuse, they do the fusion dance. They do the fusion dance into Asian Prime. Um it's, it's just it's we not to take its fake, but I don't want to talk about the mechanics too much of it's it. It's really boring. Anyway, so then yeah. we beat them, they split back apart. And then we, uh, as they're about to flee... As they're about to flee, Igarum's like, why don't we do that thing where we run away? We just toss a big white orsite at her head. We, we chuck it at her head like... It's <laughs> like, like <laughs> if, if it wasn't white orsite, it still would have knocked her the fuck out. It's a <laughs> big rock. It was fucking flinging fast. Uh, we're hella strong. And so uh, we It captured her soul, and then we siphoned the eye of Nidhogg's ether into it to fully destroy her. Yes. One down. X amount to go. Okay, and then Thornton comes in, and Thornton... Oh, yeah, Lahabre mocks us. He's like, well, you killed one of us, but you're not going to do anything with me. <laughs> I'm just going to get away at any moment now. Here I go. I'm going to get away. Definitely going to use my teleportation ability to get away before anything bad happens to me. And then, wait, what's, what's that? It's <laughs> the Heaven's Word's music. Yes, that's right. The Pope shows up, and the Heaven's Word are pallbearers. They have a giant stone coffin, yeah, and it says... Not even the Warrior of Light can unmake an Asian without relying on mortal contrivances. Heh. Was the Eye of Nidhogg mortal? I didn't get this line either. I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. It's not really what. I, mean, <laughs> I wrote this line down because it didn't make sense to me. I guess. Well, he's going to he's gonna become a primal and they're, I guess, immortal. Yes. Whatever. I don't know. You could just like, yeah, you killed an Asian, but you're still mortal, I guess. I don't know. It was petty. Anyway, the reveals we get here are in short order that they have the body of Haldrath. Haldrath yes, was the, the first Azure Dragoon. The undecaying body of Haldrath. <laughs> Terrifying. Horrifying. It was undecaying because it was being preserved with ether by the Eye of Nidhogg that it was fused into it. Which I'm like, oh, God, Astinian, God, get rid of these. <laughs> so Thordon takes that eye, the other eye, mm-hmm. and he uses that to transform into a giant uh, 
metal and armored dude with a like, big sword. And much like the picture of Torian Gray, Haldra's body immediately <laughs> Oh, God, no, it doesn't. But imagine the stench. Um, and then yes. uh, Thornton's like, I mean, I need aether. It can come from anywhere. You know what's got a lot of aether? Assians and just... Well, he so yes, the the order of operations is thus. He takes the ether, and um, because he's the figurehead of a religion, um, and is everyone of, believes in him. Everyone believes in the knights Thornton and the Heaven's Word. They become kind of primals unto themselves, basically. So I have questions about ether, this. So. I think we're going to get to them. I, I think let's get through this description of the events, and then there's a number of things around everything going on with oh, Thornton boy. and okay. the religion. I want to understand. Okay, so yeah, he. He slices, he sucks Slahabria's little soul, and then um, in his big, he turns into a big King Arthur, like a huge King Arthur, fully armored, giant Excalibur, whatever. Sucks up Slahabria's soul, who is now, who is no longer with us, um, and fights us because he knows that we disapprove of this primal shit. And it's like, yeah, you're still doing what they want you to do, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Yes, and so we have to like ultimately put him down as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do. And the, this is the, the trial actual... fight is very very cool, very cinematic. Again, like I'm learning from editing these episodes. The more we talk about the fights themselves, the more I tune out. So we're gonna leave it at it's super cinematic. Lots of explosions. We fight a big dude. We fight a fight. really big dude in armor. Fight and, a big uh, dude in armor, and then individually fight the twelve other dudes, or sometimes two at once. The twelve other dudes in armor. There's a lot happening. Yes, it's a cool fight. Excellent. Okay. So, and... And then the ending cutscenes. We get the ending cutscenes, yes. Yep. Great. Uh, we kill Thornton. He kind of dematerializes, looks up at us, and is like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> the light, the Then the lighting and the cutscene kind of gives us only backlighting, so it's just a white silhouette and a black foreground of, like, nothingness. <laughs> it's like, oh! <laughs> it's terrifying. Kind of terrified of us. He didn't think he could lose. He didn't think he could possibly lose, but he did. Estinia shows up, um, calm music, calmly takes both sides of Nidhogg and says, oh, can't wait to get rid of these. Uh-oh. Too uh, much, there's yep. too much rage. Yes. Grabs both the eyes, and it turns out that was a mistake because now Nidhogg can really uh, get him. Maybe we should have just grabbed one of the eyes, but eh, we didn't really think that he was just going to transform into Nidhogg upon picking up both eyes. Yeah, this was unexpected. I don't think... It was unexpected. I don't know if it was super well led up to. Like, is this a primal? Is it not? Like, Yeah, it, it's... I guess, the, I guess the Gervanians are believing in Nidhogg still. But it like, just looks like Nidhogg. But is Nidhogg's, like, spirit... So Nidhogg's spirit lives on... Well, they did establish that his spirit lives on in his eyes. So long as his eyes exist, Nidhogg is... Is Nidhogg exists right? That makes sense. If like Estinia now had like Nidhogg's consciousness in his body and he mm-hmm. had cool red eyes, I would understand that. The bit where but he just transforms into Nidhogg's full size dragon yeah. body—that's a bit weirder. I don't know. That never happened to Haldreth. I guess I don't know. Maybe Haldreth didn't let his guard down the whole time. Um, it's weird, but whatever. Nidhogg's back and flies away. <laughs> He just flies away. He talks back, and Estinian's in there somewhere. Estinian is in there somewhere, and he's got both of his eyes this time, which is probably bad news for you know anyone he's mad at. I don't know why he doesn't just kill us there, but he doesn't. Yeah, we got set up. Maybe for the next... uh, maybe Estinian's like somewhere in there holding him back too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I like that answer. That answer yeah. that answer is better than because the story has um, to keep happening. There's a couple more cutscenes that play. The primary part is that after this, we arrive back in Idgard, Ishgard. What? We arrive back in Ishgard atop Midgard Summer, which is bold. <laughs> Yes, we sure. just ride a dragon into the town that hates dragons, and they're like, "Uh, 
this is a first. And he's like, yeah, I'm the Lord of all dragons. So watch the fuck out. And they're like, all right, fine. Emmerich, to his credit, is like, yes, we don't want to fight the dragons anymore. All right. We, we yeah, we fucked up. Chance? <laughs> what? what? We're doing this, and Mayguard's arm is like, well, that's great to hear, but they're bad news. Nidhug's still alive, and he does not give a shit. <laughs> um, so this is not quite over yet, but we do make preparations and have ceremonies that are held for the Holy Sea of Ishgard to rejoin the Eorzean Alliance. A lot of pomp and circumstance. Everyone's very happy about this. Yes. United the Eorzea at last, ready to face off the Garleans if they try and... And after that, we cut to Idleshear. Um, where Sid and Ishtola are hanging out, or actually Jorani and Hinterlands, I think, technically, but whatever. They're hanging out, and suddenly the earth starts to tremble. And in the Thaliac River, a giant, the building that was there, uh, the tipped ewer, well, I think it's called on the map, doesn't matter, the tipped urn, whatever. The giant building shimmers and turns into a giant robot primal <laughs> yes and its huge hand comes up through the the kind of weird dome that it's in and slams through the ground uh, we're talking like pacific rim this giant we're talking like pacific big uh, r- really big could this robot. be one of those primals that tiamat was mentioning that was in the earth could it be? It could be. It could. Be. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I like the idea of a, a machine primal. It's a very. It is a huge machine primal. Um, this is the. This is that is. We will cover that machine primal. Um, I mean, who do you think are summoning it? The or goblins. That's gonna be my guess. I'm gonna guess the <laughs> goblins. Seems a pretty good guess. Who else is in that zone? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the frogs. <laughs> Uh, it's some rooms. God, dude, a frog primal would be sick. Actually, is there one? I can't think. Oh well. Anyway, yeah, it's the goblins, um, the 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 Illuminati, right? So we will get more Illuminati as we deal with that. Um, that is the lead into that, and that is the end of Heaven's Word. Uh, was there any? You said you wanted to discuss yeah, something was, about so so, or so basically so. Okay, so this is like um, it's the end of Heaven's Word. Although uh-huh. I, given how the end of the like you know ARR uh, went, I assume there's okay. like more ending to come with the patch quest and yeah. stuff. I mean, honestly, if I had to sort of rank the the endings or climaxes we've done in the mm-hmm. story so far, I mean, first is the end of the patch stuff from ARR. I think yeah. everything there with um with the Sultana and um and all that stuff, mm-hmm. very good, very dramatic, really exciting. I think I second would say like you know the the original end of ARR like you know the the fight in the in the fortress with Gaius and everything yeah it's also really good this one as sort of a big climax yeah didn't super work for me and mm-hmm. I was trying to think through why that was and a lot of it I think came down to Thornton yeah and me just not really having a handle on like yeah you didn't really, you didn't really wants. get what his motives were yeah it, it's from, like, I mean just kind of general world domination really but well, he was deluded. He was deluded and tricked by the Asians or whatever. He tried to... I was just speaking completely away from the microphone for the past minute and a half, so that sucks for me. Uh. <laughs> but like, like, the thing I find interesting... I guess I, th- I find, the thing I find interesting is this. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying... And maybe maybe there would be side quests in Ishgard that would clarify this a bit for me. I might go back mm. and look for some, but mm, I'm not sure maybe. if there are. What is... The nature of the Holy See and the vault and the whole mm. Ishgardian religion thing is worship of Helone, right? Yeah, she's one of the 12. And she is the goddess of war. Pretty much. And um, Her battle, I don't know. And, and, wi- Thorden, and wisdom. And Thornton's whole thing 
is he wants to to the extent that he has a objective larger than mm. I just want to kill all the dragons and stop the war. It appears to be for a kind of universal peace, sort of like by becoming a god king, he can quash universal chaos. order. Yeah, universal Not order necessarily. It's like is is peace. that heresy against Helone? Mm, I would I would consider it a little bit of false idolatry. Yes, I would consider it a bit of hypocrisy. Yeah, because you're like idolizing yourself instead of Helone. Yes, that is that is the kind of thing where I started to kind of connect some dots poking through this stuff Mm -hmm. but i just kind of like i think this ending would have been a bit stronger if i I had gotten more of that i think we had more time with thor and it would have been nice he was always kind of a macguffin of a villain like we had that introductory scene with him where he was like super cool um but other than that it was mostly us building relationships with orshafan emmerich Izel, like getting back to that sort of adventuring party deal and dealing with the dragons yeah and all the stuff like primary. like so like this stuff with phrase was great the stuff with nidhogg was yeah, great um so there'll be more of that in the future episodes like i think heaven's word uh the heaven's word themselves are, are they are a stepping stone in the grand scheme of things um i for what it's worth i agree with you that i think heaven's word also gets put a bit on a pedestal too as much i think people i myself included loved orshafant so much and they loved that an mmo could tell and like deliver on such an emotionally impactful scene that a lot of what makes heaven's word kind of a pain in the ass uh gets lost in the wayside like the very start of this episode was a, or this expansion was a super drag the ending to the sultana plotline was very was kind of a wash I, I do genuinely think the middle of this mm-hmm. expansion is the best this game has been. Yes, so far. absolutely. Like, when what, it's really... What's it like that pass that latter half of it is like so good. And it really paced up that chase began and like um yeah, super good. Excellent, excellent. But yeah, I think Heaven's Word has some some pacing issues uh that get pretty dealt with pretty well dealt with in, in Stormblood and Beyond. I okay, think. excellent. Well I am excited to see mm-hmm. how stuff continues to get better. Yes. But we um moving forward uh, that will conclude our discussion of the 3.0 uh, MSQ. Let us know what you thought of MSQ, uh, the 3.0 MSQ on our Twitter at StormBuds. Um, you can also email us at uh, StormBuds at Gmail. No, StormBuds Podcast at gmail.com. StormBuds Podcast. Yeah, at somebody gmail. took StormBuds. Somehow. Unbelievable. So we're StormBuds Podcast. We don't have, we do not have the, the vertical verticality that we would like, but. Let us know um, what you guys thought about it, and maybe we'll read some of your uh, tweets. You can use the hashtag, just StormBuds on Twitter. Why not? We you do know? have that one. We just we can just do that. Um, that'll help us because we're super popular on Twitter. That'll help us filter out everything. We get interactions from our followers. We do. So we actually really, really appreciate that. It's really fun. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just knocking myself down a peg here. Yeah, let us know what you thought. Um, we also are going to continue on the next episode. We're going to go right away into the patch content we're going to do. Okay, I was looking at the MSQ quest, and there's a lot for 3.1 to 3.3. I might even break it down to 3.1 to 3.2 so that we can like get the the, drag- the rest of the Dragon Song War and kind of like... Uh... So 3.1 and 3.2 can be the next episode. And that then works we'll for me. Conclude that and then maybe do um the one of the 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 trials with that one maybe okay we'll see but like yeah next because like i was looking at i was like oh that's like 30 quests 
And that's a lot. I know there's a lot of movie in this, so we're going to maybe cut it down to the first two patches. Okay, I was going to say, 30 fast quests would not be no, a problem. No, not, not 30 of- fast quests. Um, yeah, so next episode will be that. Um, and um, I think now is a great time to check our retainers, see what they sold. Take us over to the market board, Alex. All right. Well, you know, Jerome... Are you aware that Marvis Fletch has been coaching in the tech scene and helping entrepreneurs achieve success for 26 years? I am not aware of that. Please tell me more. Yes. Well, so, so Marvis is one of the oldest names in uh, sort of tech consulting. You know, back, um, he got his start uh, helping uh, fantastic uh, companies like Pets.com, Boo.com, mm. even uh, Flues.com. Are you familiar with them? I am not familiar with that. They were digital Please currency. tell me more. They were digital currency before Bitcoin. They were kind of, you know, the original crypto. And wow. um, yeah, Marvis Fletch was there the whole time. Now, since then, you know, he's been offering his incredibly prestigious seminar series, which you can uh, attend for $1,000 a night. Or if it's a bit out of your budget, you know, you can drop uh, 800 bucks on his entire entrepreneurial kit, which comes with um, three VHS tapes, two DVDs, a Blu-ray, uh, several booklets, a pamphlet, and uh, a, a collection of uh, mazes. But, you know, if all that's out of your price range and you really need to get uh, the Marvis juice in order to, you know, get your entrepreneurial uh, spirits flowing, well, he started a new, a new podcast. And wow. I did not know he started a new podcast. Please tell me more. It's a it's a podcast where he's giving away um, all the secrets of his entrepreneurial uh, sort of experience uh, completely for free. You know, it's uh, you might say, that seems like a bad business model. How is he going to make any money? And if you'd say that, you don't understand how business works. That's why you need Marvis. Wow, that makes sense. Please tell me more. So um, you can <laughs> look up at any of your podcast players of choice. Um, Marvis Fletch teaches <laughs> business. You can look at Marvis Fletch teaches business in any of your podcast player of choice in order to get the entirety of his, uh, you know, business acumen uh, in a digestible half hour format every single week for the next uh, several years. Wow, thank you for that advertisement. Please tell me more. Oh, that's all. That's the ad. Just subscribe to Marvis. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> subscribe to Marvis Fletch's podcast. Oh, I'm glad we made all that money from that wonderful sponsor. Thank you very much to the sponsor. Uh, and it's now the time, just before the end of the podcast, where I give a shout out to a wonderful user commenter. This is everyone's favorite part. That everyone says is their favorite part all the time. Cool. On a Google Podcasts, we have a wonderful user review from the username Matchbox26. Um, they said... That's actually a clever name because the Matchbox holds 26 matches. Oh, does it? I didn't, I didn't know that. No, I don't think it does. They said, it's cold outside and she hands me my raincoat. She's always worried about things like that. They said, it's all going to end and it might as well be my fault. And they only sleep when it's raining. Um, And uh, she screams and her voice is straining. She says, baby, it's 3 a.m. I think this person just copied and pasted the lyrics to Matchbox 20s 3 a.m. into our comment section. It's a good review. I don't know if it's relevant to us, but you know. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm going to keep reading. She's got a little bit of something. God, it's better than... (laughs) He couldn't keep reading. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's so, it's so bad. It's so, it's, sorry. I don't know what this song is. You don't know 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20? 
Oh, what a blessed life you lead. Okay. Uh, thank you for that review, Matchbox26. I see they've left the same comment on every podcast that they've listened to. Uh, I guess they're the only Matchbox20 fan account out there. I don't know. If that... Oh, man, you do you. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Storm Buds. Thank you all so much for listening to us um, talk about whatever the hell we just talked about. We will continue on making episodes for you, releasing every other Sunday at this point. It used to be Saturday. And then I was like, I don't want to do these on a Friday night. So I stopped. Um, great. Um, and until next episode, Born from Buds, Storm Buds, we've been the Storm Buds, baby. Good evening and good night. This week on Stormbuds, we delved the fuck. Can never do this right. <laughs> I wrote it out.